Washed Up Emo sponsors New Belgium Brewing are celebrating their 30th anniversary as a company. To celebrate, they're releasing Wild Ride Amber IPA, a happy tribute to their iconic fat tire. Even better, New Belgium Brewing are giving away bikes and gear all year. Find out more information by visiting newbelgium.com. Do you ever wonder if your favorite band is emo? Tired of being in the same conversation with friends? Not knowing if you're listening to post-hardcore, screamo, emo revival, emo emo violence, even ska. We're We're here here to to help. help. The Emo Council is here staffed and ready for any question you may have. Hey, Emo Council, just wondering if Green Day was considered an emo band. Thanks. Green Day is not an emo band. Okay. From the creators of Washed Up Emo, isthisbandemo.com offers the definitive answer to the only important question of your day. Hey, is this been emo? This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 73 of the Washed Up Emo Podcast. Today, we're talking about the story of Tom DeLonge's fake review of Blink-182's new album, California. Right after the record came out, a friend posted this review from Reddit on Facebook, and I couldn't stop laughing. The references were amazing, and I jokingly said on the Facebook page, hey, whoever wrote this, I want to talk to you. Lo and behold, Mike Jones, who wrote the fake review, followed me, and we connected to chat. Uh, We also talked about how long he's been doing these type of reviews, and if he hopes Tom actually reads this. Uh, if you'd like to read this fake review beforehand, head to washedupemo.com, and I've linked it on the podcast page. This is episode 73 of the Washed Up Emo podcast, the story of Tom DeLonge's fake review of Blink-182's California with Mike Jones. Some friend posted on Facebook um, this you know, Tom DeLonge review of the new Blink-182 record, and I was like, all right, well, let me, let me, let me take the four seconds that people give something to read it. And I started laughing, and I was like, let me read the rest of these. And so I was like, this is absolutely amazing. I have to post this on Washed Up Emo. And lo and behold, it was one of the biggest posts I've had this month. Or even, I mean, there's been, it's crazy how much people shared it, commented, were laughing, were sharing it with people. Um, and so, I mean, just to quick, you know, tell the story, I kind of was like, Hey, I want to know who did this because I did actually double check to make sure Tom DeLonge didn't write it. Um, I did double check. (laughs) I had a mutual friend. And so I reached out to him and said, okay, it's not him. All right. Who else is it? And then you magically showed up on the page and said that you did it. Um, and so did you, did someone tell you that people were posting about it? Like, did you pick? You know, did you just post it on a thing and someone put it on? It, like, how did that come about? It's well, I, I'm honestly not really sure. It was basically the the the, the events in chronological order were. <laughs> I saw I saw my friend post a status about liking the new album. And and claiming that he likes it so much that he's going to get some knuckle tattoos that say Tom's gone. (laughs) And I just thought that that was such a hilarious presence. And then I opened up the comment section on his status and the top first dude 
who who launched the review really is just says more like he's DeLong gone and I was like okay well that just has to be written around and it made its way in there but I didn't really realize I was I didn't really realize the the weight of the entire writing I just wanted to kind of write a, a silly thing around a line but then I went on a run I listened to the whole album and I was like, oh man, no, I have a lot of thoughts on this. This is really strange. <laughs> so I basically just came back from my run, got drunk and sat down because it was 4th of July weekend. And then just wrote in my parents' garage who I'm like helping clean their house out after like, uh, they had a black mold problem. Oh man! But so I was just sitting in their garage drunk on my laptop giggling to myself while listening to this and like typing it up and then i submitted it i submitted it like i submitted screenshots of it to like my twitter and then i upload the whole thing on imager and the and the friend who originally said you know he's gonna get the tom's gone knuckle tats he was like dude and i just submitted on imager and uh i i i kind of I didn't proofread it. I didn't fix anything in it, which I don't know. I felt like added to the, <laughs> to the, uh, add, like effect of it. And then I just expected it to be like, kind of shared around with like a few friends in my friend circle. And then next minute <laughs> I get, I, I'm actually scrolling through and I see your post because I follow your page <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is really strange. Okay, and then I was I was, I was trying to figure out how they, how you found it, and uh, then my then whenever you began asking, uh, one of my friends tagged me in the post to let me know that, they, that you guys were asking for me, and then I just responded there, and I was like, okay, I, I know I follow them on Twitter too, so I might as well respond there as well. Well, the, this kid Mitchell. That uh, a mutual friend with had posted it, um, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure his connection or how, um, but he's a he's a photographer. He's in the he's in the scene. So when he posted it, I mm-hmm. you know I just thought that it was out there, um, and obviously people were talking about it, and it was up on uh, you know the photo site. Um, but I just thought it was yeah. it was it was funny to me because it it was almost as if. Uh, like the way that it was posted, it was like the, you know, your, you know, your tweets of each of the songs. It was like, it was like really nineties to me. I was like, it was, it was, it was almost like you were cutting and pasting into a zine, but it was online. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, kind of like, uh, I, uh, I kind of like, all right, I, I kind of get the vibe on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that comes, that actually comes from as silly as this is something I used to do. Like as a little kid, I I would used to, I'd used to like look up albums and, and listen to them. I have no idea what I used back then. Probably like, I don't know, Rhapsody or LimeWire, the legal LimeWire or some, something to listen to get music. And, uh, I would find an album that I would want to listen to that I like researched online and then I would listen to it and I would do a a full song review, just like that, except I was 11. So it was probably better written. And 
it's, it, I would, I would figure out each song. I would rate each song on three questions. A, what kind of song is this? Which I saw a lot of people liked <laughs> slash made fun of me for, uh, what does this song make me think of? And uh, what is my opinion of the song overall? And I would just do it for each song. And then I was just like, all right, I'm just going to do it the same way I used to do it in like middle school. (laughs) That is awesome. So you need to keep doing this. Uh, Watched Up Emo has officially hired Mike Jones to review bands shit-faced in his parents' (laughs) garage. I'm on, man. Yes. How long did hey, it take? I, yeah, I have I have plenty of opinions. <laughs> How long did it take to do? Uh, it. I think it took about two hours, but maybe longer. I don't know. I I kind of just got lost in the work. There's like uh, I forgot what the final word count was. It was like I don't know, thirty five hundred, four thousand words or something. It took it took a decent amount of time, but it didn't take. It was like the amount of time that I put into it was a labor of uh, of love. I, I, I had fun doing it. My, one of my favorite lines is when you you mentioned the you know buy one get one Arizona jeans. Um, you know JC Penny. What, what are, are the were were, yeah. were there other references that you were you know giggling and your parents were kind of listening through the door, being like, "Is Mike okay?" Uh, were, were there any of those <laughs> moments? No, they were. They're just like. Uh, they're just hanging out with me at the table. No, I meant like, would, like were there any other like, lines? There any lines that you dug, like that you thought were really funny? Oh, uh, uh, I liked the uh, I liked the, <laughs> I liked in Los Angeles my description, and I have no idea how I thought of this, but uh, the lowest common denominator of, of the rotating bar bands that played on the WB hit television show Charmed. <laughs> Because my mom used to watch Charmed all the time, and I uh, I just think of like these bands that were on there, and they all kind of just they either sounded like some bad version of Echo and the Bunnymen, or some worse version of Creed, or a combination of the two, and that's basically what the chorus of that song sounds like. <laughs> Do you hope that Tom will see this? <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, I mean, I hope that Tom. I think. If, Tom thinks it's funny, then yeah, I hope Tom sees it. I think if Tom thinks he hates me, then no, I don't <laughs> want to see it. Well, I, I might have helped it on the other side where I did tell the person, so I'm not sure if he shared it with him, but... Um, it's with- okay. I honestly think Tom will agree with a lot of my points of view. <laughs> I think so, too. Do you have a favorite <laughs> song on the record? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, based on the based uh, on the numbers, it would be uh, the cynical. I think. Yeah, or, I don't know why uh, I rated that one so high. Um, I think. Rabbit hole. Hmm. Rabbit hole is pretty good. I, I, I actually really like. Compositionally speaking, she's out of her mind is my favorite. I would say, mm-hmm. but it's just like the lyrics are so bad. Like it just makes me cringe to listen to i like that song because it's got the i don't know it's got fun parts the the music is it's it's a really well written like pop punk song and it's it's cool but the lyrics are just like the lyrics are so bad 
Like, I don't even know where to begin with the lyrics. So was, like, lyrics issues probably the first thing that you were going after? Or at least yeah, not going I feel after. like... Uh, do... I, I, I appraise... I appraise albums differently based on, you know, A, what the album is trying to accomplish, and B, the production method that's kind of put towards it. Like, I'm... I'm never going to review in like an old orchid record and talk about the lyrics because yeah. it's not the kind of record that, you know, centralizes l- lyrical stuff. You know, it's supposed to be a faster, a faster screamier record. So, but in this it's so the production is so polished and the lyrics have to be brought to the front. You kind of have to at least have, you know, a, a status quo and not like really bad. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it right now. No, it's, you're, you're, you're it's sort of, that I, I, I feel, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you're sort of, you're, you're, you're finding like, I mean, yeah, you're right. Orchid. That's about the riffs. That's about the feeling. That's, there's more of a emphasis on that blink. The lyrics are sort of up there in what's, what's in front of the song. Yeah, especially especially in this, which I feel is obviously much more of a of a pop record. It's still a blink record, and overall, I do feel like I really do feel like the record is is fifty percent. This is what we had to provide the label with until they got off our backs, and then the other fifty percent is these are the songs that we would probably want to fill the whole album with, but can't because you know we're playing we're playing the game. Yeah, which. You know, you got to give them, they kind of have to at some point. But yes, you could, uh, I kind of. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And so, and that's why, that's why I'm not, that's why I'm not going to, you know, I I, I completely understand, would do do the same thing. Label restraints makes lots of things hard. But I think overall, it's a pretty good compromise too. Like, I would put out, I think, I think there's probably, six or seven songs that I, I like decently enough that I would listen to like semi-regularly. I don't know about super regularly, but every now and then, I mean, your record and then the rest are just, yeah. <laughs> one of your shortest reviews is built this pool and you, you, you gave it a 10 out of 10. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it that makes you song, want to swim. It does make me want to swim. That song's great. Immediately upon hearing that song, uh, I was reminded of uh, when in in a, in a lot of the uh, a lot of my friend circles, they became obsessed with uh, a song by Chunk No Captain Chunk that begins "Hey dudes, are you ready to?" And I immediately just kept thinking, "Hey dudes, are you ready to help me build this pool?" <laughs> Uh, so like, I, you know, I've, I've, I actually like Blink, uh, the, again, they've got into a stratosphere of pop and pop culture and I get it. That's what happens. Um, they, they did release a pop punk record. People are paying attention, which is kind of cool. Um, is this something that, you know, do you, do you, are you seeing you do more of this or is it more of uh, whenever you get inspired, you're going to review more stuff. Um, I, I, th- I think I will do more of this. Honestly, uh, 
Honestly, yeah, it just started for something fun, personal to do, and then fun to like share around with my friends, hope it gets a laugh. I never expected it to be, and I just checked the eighth Google result after you <laughs> Google California Blink-182 Tom DeLonge. Yes. <laughs> I never expected that. That's weird. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've had some friends talk to me and like really try to motivate me in the direction to keep doing it. And I would love to, like I have, I've done, I've done stuff like this privately, probably my entire life. And I know a couple people who have kind of similar styles of humor who I think may, maybe like good additions if I want to like form like a little team or something, start a website and uh, I have I have a couple friends trying to talk me into it, and it's definitely something I'd be interested in. Well, I think you've done a fantastic job. I laugh my ass off. Um, I love this sort of you know there was an in, there there was endearing quality to it. Like it wasn't you were coming from a you know I work at this big magazine and I get stuff all day. Like you're you were in it, but you were coming at it from this perspective of I like the band. I'm just telling you what's wrong with it. Is that correct? Yeah, and that's that's always been kind of the way kind of the way I've tried to address it is like, look, I am a fan of this band and many other bands in this in this area uh, of music, and I'm also a musician who's had you know if I can't tell you how many different bands I've played with since you know I first picked up a guitar whenever I was twelve, like. I started playing. I had a I had a ska band immediately. Of course, you had to. Every every punk kid who picks up a guitar, their first band is always a ska ska band. When you're like fourteen, and all the people that you know who play instruments are just in the the marching band, <laughs> and that's how ska bands form. <laughs> and uh, we were called the Oh Crazy Maniacs, by the way. Great twelve year old band name. That is a good band I name still, for you I guys. Still, I still look back on that one fondly. I was I was operating on full cylinders back then. <laughs> but uh yeah, I just want to use that sort of perspective to address albums and songs and bands and uh you know, uh, it, it's it, my whole my whole perspective with it moving forward would be precisely that we're not some sort of magazine or anything like it. I want the review to read like we're having a couple beers and you asked me at this dive bar and roses by outcast is on the touch t- t- tunes jukebox. And we're just having a conversation about it. Like uh, that's how I want it to be because I feel like, you know, music is such a personal thing to, to kind of like make it this weird objective thing. It need, it, it shouldn't happen like that because music is subjective. It's art. Like an art needs criticism, but I think the best way to criticize things is to do it with a grain of salt and with a jovial tone, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like sitting at the lunch table, how, how people would used to like razz on you and, high school or wherever and you became friends with them because basically you shit talk with them the whole time and that thing is i think that conversation or that connection with music 
and there's a whole debate about sort of that personal connection you had with a physical product versus a digital thing versus reading something mm-hmm. online or seeing a share. But if, you know, if I knew you, Mike, and we were friends and you called me up and said, dude, you have to hear this new record, I'm listening to you because you're saying it in a way that's it's you know what I like, you know what I'm into, and you can tell me that. And I think when you have those connections, and I think this is why this I knew that you were you weren't this like I knew you were in the scene. Like I you just it just read yeah. as if I was like I'm I'm you're coming from this right place and I think you doing that, it gives some auth- authenticity to it and it wasn't uh it's something that I think is missing sometimes in reviews or just the internet in in general with music criticism. Yeah, and I feel I feel like that is, uh, and I appreciate that because I feel like that is the most natural way that opinions on music get disseminated. Anyway, is you have a friend group, you have uh, some acquaintances, you have friends online that you don't even remember how you met, but you know they have good music taste, and you just you know, you kind of talk to each other, like, just just as you would interact with any other friends. You're talking about, you know, why you prefer, you know, this pizza place to that pizza place. It's the same thing. But you're doing it in a much less, a much less formal tone, which, you know, it's, unless, uh, unless we're talking about, you know, like John Zorn, then we're, we can, we can be a little bit more loosey-goosey. Yeah. So, and I, I, I don't know. I just feel like it is, that is, it, it's much closer to the root of it. Yeah. Than it, anything, anything that's trying to be over analytical of what's really just you know four chords. <laughs> and sometimes when I read, if it's Pitchfork or other sort of you know sort of these highbrow, this is you know what they say goes. I see. Yeah. I, I I have myself. I have myself almost like I'm scanning for words that I want to relate to, and I can't because it's so much. And maybe this is my brain capacity. Um. And uh, but just I I'm I want something to hook onto, and there's this all this prose, and it's not getting to anything. I'm not saying here's the here's the number of how great it is, or here's the ranking or rating, but I want yeah. some of these sort of. Tell me what. Tell me that you're a part of it. Tell me that you're in it, not just you got the CD or the you got the stream to listen to, and now you're reviewing it. Um, not mm-hmm. every not every review, but for the majority of things that I'm super into, I have a hard time finding those connections. Um, which is why I completely I, agree. I hate reviews online. I absolutely hate them. I just it's it. I one. Again, it's hard. One hundred percent agreed. They've most of the time they just feel so so foreign to and like kind of just disenfranchised from the topics. Like they feel it, it very much feels like it, that is typically more that person's job, and they are worried about keeping their job. They are worried about doing good at their job, and what ends up is you know. Uh, it, 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 instead of having like a short response essay that like addresses parts of the question, there's n- instead you write this entire thing because you're trying to basically meet like a word length requirement and you end up just glossing over because you're trying to fill it out so much. 
But yeah, no, I would, I would love to do more of this in the future. And, and of, uh, of course, I really just want to stay with the, you know, the casual theme of talking to your friend about the record, kind of shit talking it and then bringing it back up. You know, you got to yeah. talk about what you like and what you don't like equally, yeah. in my opinion. I believe that all of it, you know, all that sort of humor, I believe, needs to be taken with a grain of salt. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to relate with people and hopefully make them laugh. You know, it isn't always going to work, but I, I figure might as well give it a shot. You get a feeling and you go and do it and look what happens. It's not like you plan this. And that's what's so... <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. I just, I did this completely as a joke and now, now I'm here. But then again, <laughs> I, it seems like, it seems like that's how the best things kind of start a lot of the time. <laughs> So while you're fixing up your bed So while you're organizing drawers Did you just listen to the problems Had with problems of yours And what's that now you're writing there Why are you giving me this back This was a gift from when we met Back when you were Hello Washed Up Emo fans Thank you for listening to this podcast Over the last nine plus years Or if it's your first time Welcome. It has flown by, and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening and for this current episode you're about to hear. I do have a favor of you. I have some books out right now called Anthology of Emo, and Volume 2 was released last fall. I really think you'll dig it if you haven't heard of them. It features guests from the podcast, including Jim Atkins from Jimmy World, Chris Conley from Saves the Day, Travis Shettle from Piebald, and John Bunch from Sensefield. I've also reprinted Volume 1 so you can order both. Check out the DIY publishing at anthologyofemo.com.